Good morning. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and we have great joy on this Exaudi Sunday as we will uh, witness the baptism of Caleb Vincent Bibb, who will receive the Holy Spirit by water and the Word, and so also then the forgiveness of sins and all the gifts Christ has won on the cross and given to all the baptized. Our service this day is the Office of Matins, as it begins on page 219, and I'll direct your attention to the inside of the back of your bulletin where we have that focused on Christ section, a summary of the readings for today's service. The spirit of truth bears witness to Jesus who is the truth, but the world does not receive the truth. It loves its own and hates those who are of the truth. Just as Jesus was scorned, so is his church. The hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God, yet it is by Jesus' suffering and death that we are saved. Therefore, we rejoice to share in his sufferings, that we may also share in his resurrection glory. Through the ministry of the Spirit of Truth, we are cleansed from the deceit of our idols and given a new heart and a new spirit, the heart and spirit of Christ. He now works in us fervent, self-giving love for one another, love which covers a multitude of sins, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. We now sing the first hymn. The Old Testament reading for the seventh Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 36. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and be careful to obey my just decrees. You shall dwell in the land that I give to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The epistle is from 1 Peter, chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks, as one who speaks oracles of God, Whoever serves, as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Glory to 
Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our risen and ascended Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this day is from the Gospel reading, John 15, verse 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Helper, advocate, comforter, those words are used to define the Greek word parakletos or paraclete, a title for the Holy Spirit. All of those terms are accurate because they describe what the Holy Spirit does. However, Jesus gives us another title, the Spirit of Truth, and he then tells us what the Spirit will do. He will bear witness about me. This explanation is really pretty straightforward, and it gets to the heart of what the Holy Spirit does. He gives testimony to Jesus. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, we heard Jesus tell his disciples, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The gospel lesson before us today was recorded not just for the benefit of the apostles, but for the whole church. For in this lesson today is both a warning and sure and certain hope. Jesus is warning. Well, it's pretty simple. He says, if you are a Christian, the world will hate you. Because you confess Christ crucified and resurrected for sinners, you will be hated. Because you confess the faith that was once and for all delivered to the saints, you will suffer. Of course, the hatred of the world may come at you in many and various subtle ways, but you can certainly expect it. Now, it's worth mentioning that this is not the same as the suffering that you may experience because of sin. Sin always brings affliction, whether it is our own sin or those done to us. That kind of affliction is something we can expect simply because we are sinners. Sinners act like sinners all the time. In other words, sinners are going to sin. And even though the Spirit calls us to repentance and we confess our sins, which are then forgiven by the grace of God in Christ Jesus, those sins are often accompanied by unavoidable temporal consequences. That suffering is different than what Jesus is talking about today. What our Lord speaks of here is the suffering that comes as a direct result of being a Christian in a hateful world, a world filled with unbelief and the lies of Satan. Dear saints, you have been baptized into Christ, joined to his death and resurrection. Christ has washed you clean of sin and made you a member of his body, the Holy Christian Church. You've been given the spirit of the truth. Indeed, your bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, as a Christian, you view the world differently than unbelievers. Your life is not shaped by the ways of the world, but by the cross 
and by the word of Christ. Despite your sins and imperfections, your baptism into Christ, it shows forth in your life just as surely as Christ rose from the dead. When you were baptized, just as Caleb Vincent was this morning, you received the sign of the cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. As glorious as that sign is, it also marks you as a target for the devil and this unbelieving world. <clears throat> Pardon me. As God's baptized children sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, you live with one foot in this life and the other in heaven. Think of it as having a temporary dual citizenship. Yes, God has given you a temporal life here in this world, but he has also given you the sure and certain promise of eternity with him in heaven. That promise of heaven applies not just when your earthly life ends, but now, even as it does for Caleb Vincent. Therefore, regardless of what happens in this world, all those who persevere in the faith have an eternity of joy and peace to look forward to. You live your earthly temporal life with an eternal perspective. You live with the knowledge that, as St. Peter said in our epistle, the end of all things is at hand. We are living in that little while that Jesus spoke of between Pentecost and the glorious day of his return when he takes us all to his promised eternal paradise. However, until Christ's return, we do live in this sinful world, and we suffer as those who belong to Jesus. Now, as foreboding as that may sound, this truth should not lead us to despair. Now, why is that? Well, because Christ is risen. He is ascended, and he is reigning for your good. He has triumphed over your enemies, and he has claimed you as his own. He abides with you in his word and his holy supper. In baptism, the Lord sprinkled clean water on you and cleansed you of all your idols. He has given you a new heart and put his spirit within you. The Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father and the Son has been given to you. As the Lord spoke through the prophet Ezekiel, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. <clears throat> Again, pardon me. The Holy Spirit helps, comforts, and consoles you with the word and sacraments of Jesus. He is the spirit of truth who opens our lips to declare God's praise as we did in our office hymn. Christ is the world's redeemer, the lover of the pure, the font of heavenly wisdom, our trust and hope secure, the armor of his soldiers, the Lord of earth and sky, our health while we are living, our life when we shall die. But why should these glorious truths cause you to suffer? Well, because this world does not, and indeed it cannot understand what makes you who and what you are. As St. Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, unbelievers are not able to understand the things of God because they do not have the Holy Spirit. You have priorities and a view of this world that is simply beyond their comprehension. And that lack of comprehension and understanding, it creates prejudice, hostility, and hatred. Now, Hatred is a strong word, and yet Holy Scripture uses it to describe the loathing that is stirred up by the devil against Christ and his church. Think back to what we confess in the baptism liturgy. The Word of God also teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. We would be lost forever unless delivered from sin, death, 
and everlasting condemnation. The truth is that those who reject Christ do not have the Holy Spirit. In other words, those who reject Christ, they are still under the power of the devil. And if the devil hates Christ and Christ's church, so also will those who are under the devil's power. Therefore, the unfortunate truth is that the world hates you because of who you are in Christ Jesus. As God's children, we're like strangers and sojourners in this world. And the Holy Christian Church is, like Old Testament Israel, wandering in the wilderness of this world until we come to the promised land of the new heavens and the new earth. You see, that is the big picture. That's the reality in which we live. But this world, well, doesn't see that big picture. Indeed, they cannot see it. It's outside of their vision because they do not see with eyes of faith. <clears throat> All the unbelieving world sees is you wasting your time and wasting your money. They see you wasting a perfectly good Sunday morning to, well, listen to God's word. To spend and invest time teaching your children and even your neighbors, confessing the great hope that is in you. This is all the world can see, and they loathe you for it. What a waste, the world says. It doesn't make any sense, they complain. And yet, if you're honest with yourself, you must admit that there are, that there are times when it doesn't make much sense to you either. There are times when you too lose sight of the big picture of what Christ has accomplished for you of what his spirit is leading you toward and what he has saved you from. It is at those times of doubt and questioning that you are tempted to believe the lies of the devil and also this sinful world. Now, how do I know this? Well, because I too am tempted in the same way. And this, dear saints, is where the Holy Spirit comes in with his help, his divine counsel, and his eternal comfort. After all, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, he is the Spirit of the Father sent by the Son, and He comes to you this day with words of comfort, words of peace, hope, consolation, and assurance. Now, how does the Holy Spirit do this? Well, quite simply, He gives you Jesus. It really is as simple as that. The Spirit gives to you what is most needful, Jesus. Now, you might wonder, how can it be that in the midst of all my suffering and sorrow, all my heartache and shame, all my problems and all my pains, that the one thing I truly need is Jesus. Well, because Jesus is not just some name. Jesus is not some imaginary spiritual comfort blanket. He is a man and he is also God. Folks, your problems are not solved by a textbook or the latest best-selling self-help book. Your problems are not solved by a really plush stock portfolio. They're not going to be solved by your romantic partner. They're certainly not going to be solved by any substance by which people malign their lives. You need a savior, a rescuer, a redeemer. You need Jesus. And you need him. And you get him right here where his word is taught and his sacraments are given and received. For those are Christ's chosen means by which he has promised to be with us, to abide with us until the end of the age. In John 10... Jesus told his disciples <clears throat> that he had come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Part of that life and hope Jesus gives is the ability to see that big picture of what is to come beyond this world. Having faith in Jesus Christ means that you have an eternity of joy and peace waiting for you. Now, make no mistake about it, the trials and afflictions that we face today, they're real and they hurt. 
but they will soon pass away. As St. Paul said, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Therefore, children of God, rejoice. Rejoice on this day. Even though Christ Jesus has ascended to the right hand of the Father, he continues to work all things for the good of you, his church. Christ has triumphed over death and the devil, and he comes to you precisely as he said he would, how he said he would, in his blessed word, in his holy body and blood given to you for your forgiveness, life, and salvation, in his holy absolution, and in the washing of rebirth and regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit, which we witness this very day. You see, he sends the Holy Spirit to bear witness to him and to give life as we have received it at the baptismal font ourselves. That same Holy Spirit has been given to bring you help, counsel, and comfort all through this earthly life and even unto eternal life. And so we can say all thanks and praise be to God the Father who has sent us the promised Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. O King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the spirit of truth whom you promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord That Christ, our King of glory, uplifted in triumph far above the heavens, would not leave us without consolation, but send always the spirit of his truth, whom he promised from the Father. Let us pray to the Lord. For boldness among God's children through the resurrection of Christ from the dead, for freedom from fear of this world, its temptations, waves, and power, and that God would fix our eyes on Jesus alone, keeping us faithful to him even unto death as we anticipate the resurrection, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Church, that she would be strengthened to bear witness to bear persecution, and to live in the confidence that since Christ is for us, nothing can separate us from him. And for the ministers and missionaries of the church, that God would send laborers into his harvest and sustain those he has sent. Let us pray to the Lord. For husbands and wives, that they would live in love and service to each other. For fathers and mothers, that they would bring up their children in the fear and instruction of the Lord. And for all children, that honoring their parents, they would be well equipped for service to their neighbors in this life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For Caleb, Vincent, and all the baptized, that their lives may evidence the working of the Holy Spirit in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, according to the image of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for a long memory, to recall those who gave the full measure of devotion to our country's peace and security and served faithfully until death in the protection of our freedom and in the defense of our land. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In praise of Christ's resurrection and drawing strength from his ascension before the Father, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. And also, we pray for Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, 
Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that through your Holy Spirit, you have appointed us to bear witness to your dear Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Since the world cannot endure this testimony and persecutes us in every way, encourage and comfort us, we implore you, that we would not be offended by these crosses, but continue steadfast in your testimony and be found always among those who know you and your Son until we obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Well, once again, good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. We have just a handful of announcements before we continue with our schedule this morning. The first of which, of course, being that Sunday school and Bible study immediately follow the service. Uh, so we invite you to remain with us for a brief time of fellowship and then for that instruction in God's Word. Uh, this Tuesday, May 31st, our new member class continues at 7 p.m. in the evening. And Wednesday, June 1st, please note the date change that our Lutheran Confession Study Group has moved to Wednesday instead of Tuesday. So Wednesday at 9 a.m. we'll have our Lutheran Confession Study Group and then 6 p.m. the workout class in the auditorium. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it because we're very excited that Vacation Bible School begins uh, Tuesday of this week. So please contact Daniel Deitch if you have any further questions about that. And then also a note about Lutheran Witness subscriptions. Uh, if you order those through the church, the dues are, uh, are now or have now come. There's a note there in the bulletin concerning the uh, amount and, and what you can do to submit that. Um, and then a few save the dates. This next Sunday, June 5th, Faith Lutheran Church in Richmond, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. They have two services that day at 9.30 and 2 p.m. Uh, with a reception to follow each service. So please, if you're able, uh, join us there um, to rejoice in God's faithfulness to his saints there. June 19th. Uh, the North Star Boys Choir Concert will be here. Again, this is that group from Minnesota that is a classically trained boys choir. They will perform here at Trinity at 7 p.m. on Sunday, June 19th. Uh, and we are still in need of host homes. We have had more people commit to that, but we still need uh, seven more by my count, unless that's less. Seven or six, at any rate. Uh, please be in contact with either myself or my wife uh, if you would like to host uh, some of the boys. They do require two per home. And then also June 25th, uh, Lutheran Early Response Team training will be led here by Pastor Carl Gibbs from Emmanuel in Carrollton. I do believe that brings us to the end of our announcements. Anything I may have missed this morning? All right, with that going, God's peace, rejoicing that you too have received the spirit of truth who has borne witness to Jesus, our Savior, and who himself will return on the last day and take us to eternal paradise. I'll greet you at the door.